Hello, and welcome back to the Sauna Collective. I'm Darren Scott from Calgary. I'm also joined by Scott Gregory in Calgary, Alan Dupuy in Calgary, and our good friend Scott Coates way across the pond over in Bangkok, Thailand. Hello, Hello guys. Hey. Hi. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So this, this round, we decided to do a round, which is four of us, so it's for the next four months, we decided this time to do a round of double albums. So it's interesting, we even, to think about all the double albums out there, and are double albums even a thing anymore? But anyway, we decided to do it. I wanted to go way back. I got to pick first. So I decided Bob Dylan's Blonde on Blonde, kind of known as one of the first rock, I guess, double albums. At the same time, Mothers of Invention had just done one, and actually we had done a review of that, so be sure to check it out on our podcast page or our website at thesoniccollective.com. Check that out. But This was iconic, and I thought, well, Bob Dylan, everybody knows who he is. I kind of got into him recently, last few years, a little bit, and have heard this album a few times, but I didn't know if the other guys did, and I thought, well, why not start with kind of what's first? So anyway, we did. This is a 1966 double album. It was kind of recorded as he was uh, going touring in 1965, which was rampant back then, because in those days, they would release albums just nonstop and just tour, tour, tour. All right. Well, guys, you know what? I've talked enough. I don't want to get into too much of what I thought of it. I'm just going to pass it off. And I'm going to pass it off to my good friend way over in Bangkok, Thailand, Scott Coates. What do you think of this album? Hey, thanks, Darren. Um, I have heard a couple, I guess, of the hits off this album. I've never listened to the album. And I don't think I've ever listened to an entire Bob Dylan album. I know he's considered to be a musical god. And I guess that might have made expectations a little high. I think I've never listened to one of his full albums because I don't really like his voice. And I know you're supposed to get back to that, back past that. But I listened to it many times. Uh, Rainy Day Woman for me is the standout. I mean, it's just a fun one. I really wonder what he means when they'll stone you. Like, does that mean they'll get angry at you? Because he's talking about getting stoned, but then he's always saying they'll stone you. So I think there's a bit of like society stomping you down and you get stoned in return. I'm not sure. Uh, I like pledging my time. It's, it just has a, a really nice statement through it. Uh, Stuck Inside a Mobile is nice and fun. Obviously, Five Believers, absolutely sweet Marie, fun. But I've got to say, and I mean, I'm going to get roasted by you guys and, and the musical world, but overall, I found I couldn't differentiate the sound between a lot of songs. It just sounded very similar. I was listening to it, and I'm like, it just I'd be on a song and think it sounds the same as four songs ago. I know he's a poet. I just don't like his voice, and I can't get past it. I just uh, like just drives me nuts. And I found myself having to force myself to try and listen to the whole album because it bugs me so much. And I'm not good at lyrics, which I realize is a big part of music. So I actually went on a bike ride where I just listened to this album so that I knew I wouldn't be distracted by anything. And I got to say, like, very clever lyrics and whatnot. Like, yeah, he's a poet. But um, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like this album. I don't get it. Um, I just, yeah, I probably won't listen to it again. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. So that's me. Um, who would you like to go to next, Darren? Uh, let's throw it to uh, Alan. All right. Thanks, Scott. Um, are you ready for a roasting? Yeah. Let yeah. me have it. All right. Well, actually, the roasting isn't, isn't going to be directed at you. It's going to be directed at this album. I fucking hated this album. <laughs> this is... <laughs> The worst album I have ever had to review. And the extra shitty thing is that it's a double album. So it was twice as much 
shit being thrown into my ears. Uh, Darren, I hate you for picking this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, how could you subject me to this? Um, yeah, genuinely, I'm not even, you know, digging on it for fun. I mean, I just genuinely had a very difficult time getting through the entirety of this album. I found it very grating that harmonica just irritated the hell out of me. And it's on yeah, yeah, I agree every on that song. One. Yeah. And like, I don't know, maybe the version I was listening to wasn't very well mastered, but it was way too loud. It hurt my ears. Like, like you mentioned, Scott, his voice is awful. And I can say that with some level of authority because I used to host karaoke uh, for like five years. And trust me, I've seen a lot of terrible voices. And Bob Dylan's voice would have been probably on the low end, if not the lowest end on any given karaoke night. I just, it boggles my mind that he rose to such status. I feel like I'm either calling out all the posers who ever put this album on a pedestal, or I'm missing the point entirely somehow and it's completely lost on me because Blonde on Blonde was by far my least favorite thing we've ever had to listen to in the five years of... <laughs> Even Skunkanese? <laughs> yeah, I like Skunkanese. <laughs> we, we, we reviewed ABBA. No, don't, don't talk that way about ABBA. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I, I have literally nothing good to say about this. I mean, I guess... All right. All right. Maybe I should stop being such an a-hole. Uh, you're right. Lyrically, his wordplay is at times pretty clever. But also, what the hell was he smoking? Like, leopard skin, pillbox hat. Shut up. <laughs> Just, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, uh, I didn't I didn't find the instrumentals all that inspiring. I mean, it was all kind of, it was folksy, but the chord progression mm-hmm. wasn't anything groundbreaking. You could see there were a few tracks that he was very clearly blues influenced and that's cool. I just, this album, I would give a hard pass to. So I'm glad it's over and I'm very curious now what Scotty G has to say. If I can jump in for one second, Scott, like I'm happy you said that, Alan, because everyone always talks about what a brilliant guy Bob Dylan is. And I just feel like I don't get it. I kind of feel like it's like foreign films that are super weird foreign film. That's actually shit that pompous people are like, oh, what a great film. And at the end, I have no idea what happened. I feel kind of feel like Bob Dylan's the same. But anyway, sorry, over For to sure. you, Greg. It's like their music sommeliers. Yeah. You have to understand the ennui of it, Scott, <laughs> in order to fully <laughs> comprehend. But, so this is going to be the shit on Bob Dylan podcast, I guess. Because yeah, I, I like Bob Dylan. No, no. We're about to go three out of four. No, and that's the thing, right? Because mm-hmm. Bob Dylan, uh, I have an appreciation for some of the songs that he's written. Uh, I've always appreciated them more when they've been covered by someone else. When it comes to singles, right? He's an extremely talented writer. Uh, when I was reading up on the composing process for this album, it was actually really impressive how much of this was done in a single session over like 14 to 25 takes and stuff like that, right? A lot of respect for this man as far as his ability in the craft of songwriting. But, you know, I, I, I think of two moments in my past. One is when I first started listening to Leonard Cohen and I was listening to his more recent stuff, and he sounds like this, and it's closing time. And then I went back, and I heard him do Suzanne, and I was like, oh, my God. This guy blew his voice out, but he had this voice of an angel when he was younger. 
and with Bob Dylan, it was the same thing. I heard some of his more recent stuff and I'm like, wow, this guy sounds, you know, like uh, he's one foot in the grave for lack of a better terms. <laughs> and, uh, and then I went back and I listened to his early stuff and there wasn't an, oh, he had a voice of an angel when he was younger. No, he still sounded kind of like awful, right? But I think my biggest barrier to liking this album was also the harmonica. It was too shrill all over the place. It mm. just blasts out. There was only one song that I actually liked it on. It was just like a woman. And it turns out he didn't play the harmonica on that track. <laughs> it was another one of the artists. Mm -hmm. And it was actually really clear single notes, not like, like just blaring away at it. Right. And I think that is one of my favorite tracks on this album was just like a, a woman, very soulful lyrics. Could see why this is one of his more popular ones. Fourth time around, I like that song as well, too. There's a couple there's a couple interesting songs on here that I don't know if I could listen to them long term as part of an entire album, but I could probably float them into the mix and stuff like that. I liked Rainy Day Woman off the top just because it was like a shots fired kind of song to uh, you know, like the 60s mm -hmm. where like everybody is going to get stoned kind of thing. He's like, here I am. Try and censor me. But yeah, I found the music behind his vocals was more interesting than the vocals itself. I just can't get into Bob Dylan's voice. But listening to, you know, if you picked out the piano on a couple of the tracks, uh, not the blues tracks, because as previously stated, I'm not really uh, a blues fan. Maybe a little bit of Roadhouse blues, but there's that, what was that slow blues track that he had on here? Mm. Oh, that temporary like Achilles mm. or something. Temporary like Achilles was the one I just that was for me the least favorite song on on the album. But obviously Five Believers was more of like a Roadhouse Blues kind of one. So those are my two goalposts as far as the uh the blues tracks on this. But yeah, I'm just I don't go to the church of Bob, you know, like this. I I am not a believer nor did this really help that he's impressive <laughs> in context of, you know, this is three albums that he put out in 14 months or something like that, but mm -hmm. it's not my bag, baby. The only thing that I found on this, that was extremely interesting was visions of Joanna hundred percent sixties folky kind of sound. Uh, he got in trouble because it's one of his electrified kind of versions and people really thought it was a betrayal when he moved to the electric, right? Mm -hmm. Love this song. First thing that I thought of when I heard that song was like, wow, I wonder if Chris Christopherson's ever covered this because it sounds so much like something he would do, right? And I love Bob Dylan songs covered by other people. So I went in search of that and he didn't do it. But the funny thing is he was the janitor at the studio while this album was being recorded. Yeah, it's not, that's weird. <laughs> so yeah, I, was like, I, I caught that as well. Yeah, that, that was about it. Would I, would I listen to this album again? Side one, two, three, four, five, or six? Maybe six at some point if I was like cleaning the toilets or something. But so you guys, uh, you guys really liked it then? Yeah, no, I just, no, just uh, no. album that's right. close to my heart. No mas, no mas. Well, there's a Canadian connection. You know, Robbie Robertson was uh, his guitarist on that album, and he, then he mm. would go on to well, he was with the Hawks and then the band. Yeah, yeah we all know Robbie like Robertson's Canadians, but yeah, so good connection there. I get it. I get. I get why you hate him. <laughs> um, I don't. Yeah, I, I do like I do like him, but it took me a long time. I did not uh, really appreciate Bob Dylan much, and I'm not into that style of music. And I will admit, uh, this particular album, like there is a bunch of songs I like, and I and when I get them, I get them. And then there's some of those, the sad-eyed woman at the end that 
11 minute thing at the end. I'm like, okay, I'm, I was, you know what? I'm just going to flip it off there. Um, so, I mean, I get all that. Uh, I, this voice thing, I'm surprised you don't like that, Alan. I, and just because it's different. And I think that, uh, at that time it stood out and Jimi Hendrix, for example, loved Bob Dylan for his voice because Jimi Hendrix thought he couldn't sing at all and was terrified of it. And like, well, if Bob Dylan can do it, cause he's Bob Dylan, <laughs> then it, it, you know, makes the thing. And yeah, it was in the context of the time in the sixties, he was known for his folk. He had actually performed at Martin Luther King's, I have a dream speech uh, in folk and just became this national hero. And especially like kind of a, yeah, yeah like just for, uh, protesting and, and supporting Martin Luther King at the time was a big deal. Right. Um, so anyway, yeah, I get it though. He, he's hard to take. It's not like you're not turning that on at the club. Hey, let's turn this party. Yeah. Bob Dylan. Apparently Bob Dylan is also horrible in concert. I've had a few friends that have seen him and I've heard in online, you've heard uh, stories about that, that unless you're a devout fan, um, he's not that interactive doesn't really actually play even these hits. I, I, we know you don't like them, but uh, <laughs> a lot of hits came from this album and other stuff, and apparently he doesn't even play them in concert. I think I do appreciate songwriting. I do appreciate some of the songs a lot. It's interesting. I just like a different sound, personally. I think it just, yeah, it just makes a band a band. Why is U2 U2 or why is, you know, Jimi Hendrix Jimi Hendrix? I did, I, I yeah, I didn't mind it. I mean, for him, it was like a departure from his sound. Scott alluded to it, Gregory, uh, by saying, really, he's his first first foray into doing anything with an electric band just instead of just acoustic folk um so he was really pushing himself for him he says this is the pinnacle of his, of his creativity and the way he sounds and stuff and it's weird yeah I, I agree i mean i'm kind of torn with it uh somebody mentioned about the cover sucked uh potentially but apparently it was cold and the photography photographer was shaking and that's why they just kept it um i agree on the harmonica thing that was freaking annoying so that part yeah that was hard i couldn't have headphones enough to take them out like pierce your eardrums i know the scores are going to be high so you know i'm just going to get the big digits ready and uh why don't we go around and do scores and i'll i'll, I'll go last so you know i think let's i'm gonna try and start with who i think loved it the most out of the three of you i think it's scott gregory <laughs> yeah although i i still don't think my scores are going to be as high as you darren some of his biggest songs are on this double album if you really want to experience all of bob dylan you got to listen to this one so i mean if, if you're even going to listen to it once i'd give it maybe like a three or a four if you're a big fan of the 60s and of folk music then it's definitely a four you can't skip this album or or the set of three that this is a part of did it influence me like one or two i'll generously give it like a two uh would i recommend it for for just listening purposes no i'll give it like a two but for a yeah, if you're going to do a tour of the history of music, do you have to listen to it? Then I would recommend it at like a four as well, too, for a combined score of three. But otherwise, I'll give it like a three. And most of that is just because you'll get like slammed if you don't actually listen to Bob Dylan at least once in your life. So and now I've done that and it's done. Scott Coates. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll kind of follow you on that. Scott Gregory is. I've now listened to a full Bob Dylan album and I, I don't need to do it again. I do really like one of his songs called Most of the Time that was on the High Fidelity soundtrack. Mm -hmm. I do like that song. But Influence, I'll mm -hmm. give it a one. It didn't influence me when I was younger. I listen to it now. It does not lead me down a folk path. Recommend, I'll only give it a three 
if people again, yeah, are exploring the history and music as we're doing, okay, you got to listen to it. Overall, I'm giving it a one. I don't get it. Uh, it annoyed the shit out of me. I'm not listening to it again. Alan. Yeah, uh, my scores are going to reflect yours, Scott. I'll give it a one for recommendation only because it feels wrong to give it a zero. It didn't influence me directly, of course. However, it is quite possible that it influenced someone else who I like, maybe one of his contemporaries, like uh, Jimi Hendrix, for example. So I will give that a one and a half. And uh, overall, a one. <laughs> I just, I listened to it once and uh, sorry, Bob. I, I love it. I, I love that we've trashed this album in a way. Although I, I don't yeah, I know if that bodes well for us, but nah. It's all good. Uh, for me, I think, you know, hey, I think it's obvious that, you know, I, I do like Bob Dylan more than you guys, but actually my scores aren't that different, uh, to be honest. I, I Influence, you know, I it was a massive influence, but personally, not really. I got into him much like in the last five, ten years type of thing. Um, so I, I'm giving that just a two. What I recommend, I'm at a three and a half there because, um, you know, it's just the, the history of music, music. And if you're exploring that, I think it's important to, hey, just expose yourself to it. There's lots of stuff I listen to. I'm like, okay, I get it. I get what they were trying to do. It's just not my thing. Um, and even this for me, I struggle with. Anyway, three and a, uh, three and a half for recommend. Overall, though, I am going to give it a four because uh, I just think that it is an album that is worth the praise. I like the difference. I like his crazy vocals, even though it's not my exact style of music that i love i I, there is a bunch of songs on here i think are great and i know the other guys hate it but i just yeah i don't know i appreciate it a little more and i'm getting old and i drink scotch now and i get them now so anyway that's me uh any departing notes guys uh who's next here i think uh scott coach right yeah i'm next uh september's pick is the double album by Jimi hendrix uh electric lady lent i've never listened to a whole hendrix album and i listened to quite a lot of double albums the last couple weeks and uh I've landed on this one, so we'll have it up on the Sonic Collective. Strap in for Electric Lady Land. All right. For the Sonic Collective, which is Alan Dupuy, Scott Gregory, Scott Coates over in Bangkok, Thailand, and myself, Darren Scott. Thanks for listening. Sorry to all the Bob Dylan fans, but hey, we'll be back next time. And we're going to go Jimi Hendrix, who was a big fan of him. So we'll see. We'll see if he does any better. All right. Thanks. And out till next time. <laughs>